Is obedience just for the legalist? What did Jesus mean when he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, as we seek our answers from Scripture. Welcome, everyone, to another podcast of Charlie Hayes and Eddie Armstrong. I'm Eddie, and you are? Uh, uh, Charlie Hayes. <laughs> Charlie Hayes. Well, Charlie, it's great to be uh, talking with you about this great uh, theme of obedience and how that ties in with grace and faith. Uh, the title is, is Obedience Only for the Legalistic, and we're going right into part two of what I had put on the, the Answers from Scripture website page, blog page, a couple of years ago, and I've started to put those back out there again. So if you want to see this in written form, uh, you can go to AnswersFromScriptureOnline.com. That's Answers, plural, from Scripture online.com. And as we continue that uh, advertisement for that, uh, it'll, that link will also be in the description of this podcast, so you can click on that link. All right, good. Charlie's always the guy that's got the stuff that we need, <laughs> the technical stuff. I'm going to start by reading Matthew 5, 17 and 19. This will be kind of our introduction to this part two of our series. I know there's been quite a few before, but this is kind of shifting gears here. Jesus said this. This is in red in your Bible. <laughs> do not think that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I do not come to destroy, but to fulfill. But assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whosoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. That's a powerful, powerful passage there. That uh, I, was, I was listening to you read that and I was thinking about how, how much more could he possibly have emphasized the importance of the law and the prophets, and that uh, you know, I, I hear people all the time talking about that maybe some law doesn't mean what it says, or or maybe it's changes meaning. Um, but we see here that he's saying that not only won't it pass away, but nothing's going to change. Mm -hmm. You know, when it says not one jot or tittle, I I don't know if you've been titillated by that question before. <laughs> <laughs> but those are little small markings on letters. It's like a, the I uh, on, or maybe an umlaut in German. It's just a small marking. So he's saying the smallest detail of the law will not change until heaven and earth pass away, at earliest. <laughs> yeah, at the earliest. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. until heaven and earth passes away, I don't want to hear about the law either losing commandments or changing their meaning. Uh, they obviously are something that was very important to Jesus. And as, as we said last time, after all, the Ten Commandments was one of the few things we have that was written directly from Jesus's finger. 
Yeah, uh, you hear people say that Jesus did away with the law, that he nailed it to the cross. And when you quote to them, I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill, they say, well, he fulfilled it. That means you don't have to do it. Yeah. But, but then he stresses till heaven and earth pass away. Now, I don't know about you, but I think we're still got a heaven. We still got an earth. He goes like what you said, not the smallest detail from the law is going to go away. Uh, and then he goes on to say, look, either if you teach that one of these commandments uh, or to break them, then you're going to be least in the kingdom of heaven. Now, I don't know what that means, but uh, I, I, it doesn't sound like a good thing. So whoever teaches them, like yourself, Charlie, you'd be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So uh, this should kind of get rid of the idea that, that Jesus somehow takes even one letter, like an I or the dot above the I, and, and assumes that he has done away with those. Very powerful verse. Now, last time uh, we had talked about Matthew 23 and Mark 7, which mm -hmm. both have verses about how the scribes and Pharisees had come up with ways to work around the law so that they were actually trying to obey the law <laughs> or, or appear to be obeying the law, but actually finding ways around it. Uh, the, the one big one was that thing called Corbin, where they could get rid of the law as, as affecting them, honor thy mother and father by donating everything they had to the church, which then they could use until they died, <laughs> but their parents couldn't have any. And so they couldn't help their parents out, which was violating the law of God, honor your mother and father. And Jesus actually said that, that was, a, that was your commandment of men contradicting the commandment of God and you're vile you're you're actually taking a jot more than a jot and tittle right. <laughs> you're doing a lot to do away with the law of God by by your in fact your your teachings and so this would be applicable here for what says when one teaches you against the law of God you become least in the kingdom of heaven and the reason I bring that up is verse 20 of the passage that you just read in verse in chapter 5 of Matthew. Yeah. Because it says, For I say to you, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, wow. You know, when you start talking about righteousness, especially in the context of what is being said in the verses before, there's really something about the law that uh, equates to righteousness. Now, that's not to say that we can simply concentrate on keeping the law and somehow become righteous because we can't. Our righteousness are as filthy rags. It seems that the church has never been able to connect the dots to, between grace, faith, and obedience. Um, obedience is the fruit off the good tree. It's not the tree itself. It's the fruit off the good tree. So anyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, not doesn't do the things I say, you know, that person's a liar, as the Bible says. So the obedience is very important uh, in the whole scheme of, of uh, how a Christian should live their life. I mean, we would have no problem with someone who is a practicing thief who claims that they are saved, 
to doubt whether they're really saved or not if they're continuing in sin, wouldn't you say? Right. I think that was something that uh, I really enjoyed about our previous programs. It took a time to say, you know, there, there is faith and grace in salvation so that if we have sinned in the past, God can cover that. Uh, that's what the whole plan of salvation is about, is, is being able to confess our sin. And the second part of that is repent of our sin. And that repent is the turning around, our changing direction. So the murderers you're talking about, the serial killer, <laughs> or, right. would no longer continue being a serial killer. In fact, you'd probably probably seem like Zacchaeus who went about and tried to restore everything he had taken from people. This person would probably turn themselves in and start to tell everyone all the details so that they could all find, so people could find their loved ones and things like that. So you will see a complete change of heart for someone who becomes a Christian and their sins are forgiven and they have a new life. They will no longer continue to sin. Yeah, that goes along with uh, Romans 6, uh, verses 1 and 2. Um, I love the way Paul just, he asks questions that uh, have an answer to them, but it makes you think. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may, be, may abound? Now, the obvious answer is, of course not. And he says that in verse 2, certainly not. How shall we who have died to sin live any longer in it? So the born-again Christian who's died, they've made a commitment not to live in sin, uh, but, but to continue in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, which is uh, what Paul talks a lot about there, too. That's why you see people who, for example, live together. They're living in an adulterous uh uh, life of fornication, but when they're convicted in their heart, they get married and they stop that that sin. So why do we think that the the law of God cannot be obeyed? It can't be obeyed to, to give you righteousness, but it can be obeyed through the power of Jesus Christ. He can give you victory over your sins. And my friends, that's sin to the, or I'm sorry, salvation to the uttermost. You know, and yeah, I, I love that. You know, with Paul, when he, when he did that whole section in, in Romans 6, he was pretty graphic at, at what's happened to our old way of being when we accept Christ as our Savior. <laughs> he says that uh, we therefore, we were therefore buried with him. And the symbol of that, of course, is baptism. We were buried him through baptism into death in order that Christ was raised from the dead so basically, when we're buried in baptism, we're raised up with Christ living through us in a new way of life, not a forgiven old way of life and continuing in the new. Because Christ, if we're going to be raised up with him and live with him, we are no longer living in the law of sin and death anymore. We're living, a, we're living with Christ and following him. And that does not include sin. Right. Amen. In our earlier podcast, we, we looked at, to the Word of God to answer questions about legalism and the role of God's law in the heart of the believer. And we saw that there are many laws in the Bible. And this, this is what confuses people. Well, think and before, I, I want to cut you off here and say, okay. why don't we be, begin this with the next uh, episode okay. of Answers to Scripture? Okay, sure.
Thank you for joining us. We are grateful for your prayers for answers from Scripture, and especially as we begin a new year. There are many wonderful links in the description of this podcast. Please take advantage of them. We look forward to hearing from you at afsepisodes at gmail.com. And as always, join us as we seek our answers from Scripture.